Well, it is my uh, privilege now to introduce uh, Hannah, who is going to be speaking um, to us in our, this is the, the last week in our mini Easter series. And uh, Hannah Graham is going to be speaking to us on the topic of living in light of Jesus' resurrection. And I'm so excited to hear what Hannah has got to bring to us this morning. I trust that it's going to be wonderful and is going to be, if, if uh, yeah, those of you who know Hannah will know that she she really carries a heart for God and a heart for seeing people connect with God. And so I'm really excited to see uh, and to hear what she has to bring this morning. So let's uh, welcome Hannah as she speaks to us. Hi there, it's so good to be with you this morning. Today we're going to finish our series on what if hope was a person. It's our Easter series and today I want to talk about how we can live um, in the power of a resurrection every day in our lives. The kids, I'd love it if you could grab some paper and some pens and why not draw your dream garden? It could have an amazing tree house in it and plants that are really tropical. Go crazy with it, it'd be great to see it at the end of this talk. We're going to start by reading from the book of Colossians 3. This is a letter written to the new church. It's about living as those made alive in Christ. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. When I became a Christian, when I was 27 years old, um, I started to wonder about God. I wasn't very happy in my life and I saw peace in a, another Christian and I wanted that for myself. Now I knew that this was not any kind of peace, it wasn't a worldly peace that anything could give that person from the world. It was something quite different and I really wanted that in my life. As I gave my life to God, I soon realised that there were things in my life that were stopping me um, getting to this close relationship with my Heavenly Father. I knew there were things that I had to give up and die to in order to really live in the power of this resurrection that Jesus has won for us. So a lot of this looked like um, getting my identity from other people. I was so caught up in what people thought of me. Um, I had to be in a relationship to get identity. And I felt like God was saying I had to put that down. And this was really hard to do, but I had to learn to submit it to God and to put it down and say, God, you are more important than these things that give me value. You give me value. When I did this, all I can say is that I felt like a completely new person. I felt alive for the first time in my life. This peace came flooding in and I was so thankful to God that he did this for me, that Jesus died so that I could live in this power. And this is the resurrection power that I want to talk about today. I want to encourage us that we don't need to settle for the everyday things of life that bring us down, things we come under that would steal our joy and um, words that we come under that would really bring sadness. 
We don't have to live under this stuff. We can live in the resurrection power of what Jesus has done through his death on the cross and then rising again. What does it look like to live in resurrection power? Well, it looks like having a joy that is in us despite our circumstances or feelings. It's about walking in a perfect peace that goes beyond understanding. It's choosing to be thankful um, to our Heavenly Father for what he, who he is and who we are in him. It's choosing forgiveness and putting on love. And it is sureness of who we are in Jesus Christ. When we become believers in Jesus, we receive a promise of new life in him. I love it when it says in 1 John 10, 10, it says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Um, we can expect a change to happen when we become Christians. We, what we don't expect is that for life to change. I mean, we still have the triumphs and the challenges that everyone else will have. But what does dramatically change is our position in it. Um, how we experience it um, changes completely when we have heaven's perspective on life circumstances. What we choose to trust in and who we choose to put our faith in um, is pivotal in our relationship with God. Now, there's so many things that the world could give us, isn't there, that could bring us safety, comfort and hope. But when we choose to follow Christ, we, are, we have to put these things down, not have them as idols in our lives. I wonder what that could be for, for you. Perhaps it's self-reliance because you've been let down so many times by people. Perhaps it's control of things through fear or loss. Whatever we put our trust in that is worldly will never ever stand up to the trust and safety we have in our Father. It will always crumble. Being aware of this can help us to pursue this life of freedom with Christ. So what does it look like to live in this resurrection power every day? Well, it says in John 12, 24, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Resurrection means returning back to life after something has died. And this is what happens to Jesus. It is also true of what happens to us when we become believers in Jesus too. Now it can seem a bit flawed, can't it, to think that when something dies, it can then return back to life again. It kind of doesn't make sense in, in the world. But we can see it all around us in nature, can't we? At the moment, my garden is coming back to life again. Things that have laid dormant or died through the winter are springing back to life again. Sometimes even better than last year, the flowers will bloom even brighter. Jesus' resurrection is like this kernel of wheat. It produced many seeds and that, my friends, is for you and for me. We are the seeds that come of his death. This brings our salvation, hallelujah. And it also brings us great hope. We have in Jesus' resurrection 
two hopes. One is for the future, where we have our future hope of a new heaven, a new earth, a new body, free from pain, um, free from sin, free from illnesses, and a life with, with Jesus in a new heaven and new earth. But what excites me so much as well is that we can have a hope that is a present hope today in these everyday lockdown lives that we have. We can live in the power of Jesus' resurrection. It says in Romans 8:11, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living with you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. Now this, this power that we have within us is the Holy Spirit and this, this is amazing power. It lifted Jesus from the dead. Um, it is so powerful and it is given to us by our Heavenly Father who is sovereign and supreme over all other things. This same spirit lives within us. It is so exciting when we know that we can grab hold of what we have on offer in heaven and not settle for everyday stuff of lives that we would come under, that would steal our joy and take us away from God. We don't have to live like that in the everyday of life. If, if this is your first time hearing this message, you may wonder who the Holy Spirit is. As Christians, we believe in the Trinity, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a promise to us that when we believe in Jesus, he comes and lives within us. We have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And this is what gives us this power to overcome the everyday stuff of life that would bring us down and take us away from God. If you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, can I encourage you to pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit? Also, it'd be great if you want to get in touch with us too. We would love to talk to you more about the Holy Spirit and pray with you. So how can we live in the power of this resurrection in our daily lives? Well, we are called to die to ourself and to our sin. Let's pick back up in Colossians 3 verse 5. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So clearly in scripture, it tells us that we have to action something in order to walk in the fullness of Jesus's resurrection and the power that comes with it. We have to die, just like Jesus has on the cross, to all the things in our lives that tell us to go our own way and not God's way. It gives us some examples here, doesn't it, of things in our lives that we need to die to. Ridding ourselves of sins means dying to ourselves and our selfishness and everything that gets in the way of our relationship with God. 
It means repenting of these things and surrendering them to him. And it means putting God in the very centre of our lives, not pushed to one side or brought in every so often when we need him. Recently, I experienced um, something that really got in the way of my relationship with God. We, Paul and I, my husband, received a, a message, a text message that was from some people that are really close to us. It was, it really hurt us. <laughs> it, it was, it was not pleasant to read. Um, we didn't know where, why it had come through, and we were full of uncertainty. But one thing that rose up in me, which is in the scripture I've just read, is anger. Now, I'm not a really angry person or anything, but when I experience anger, I completely don't know what to do with it. It completely throws me. I get upset. I'll cry. I just, I don't know how to handle anger. And I knew when this anger was rising up in me, this kind of um, anger that, that I couldn't, didn't know how to handle, I knew that I had to go to God with it. Did I go to him straight away? No, I sat on it for a while, but I was trying to think, how can I do something to get rid of this anger? Eventually, I, I started to talk to God. I invited him in. I realised that I had a hostility, like the anger was hostile and, and it was keeping me away from God. I started talking to the Holy Spirit and saying, why is it that this anger has risen up? Where has it come from? Um, Lord, will you show me heaven's perspective on it? Because I can't deal with this myself. I need, I need heaven's power in this situation. After a while, I felt like the Holy Spirit was slowly starting to show me things in my past where um, I'd felt really on my own and isolated and really vulnerable. I felt like I had to battle my own corner in certain situations, like at school with bullying and in other circumstances with people who, have, who had been nasty to me or unkind. The same thing was happening again. I was angry and I felt like I had to fight my own corner. Do you see where it is coming from? Then I felt like God showed me that in all those situations, Jesus was in my corner with me. It, it's, it was so amazing and it makes me feel emotional now because I realised that I was never on my own when I went through those situations. Jesus was in my corner with me. This completely changed my perspective of the situation I'd just encountered in this text message. I was able to get off myself and to stand with Jesus and look at it from a different perspective and objectively. It was life-giving. I felt the peace of God come in and I felt all of that rubbish go out and I didn't partner with it anymore. God helped me to live in the power of the resurrection and to have freedom from that. And since then, I've been able to speak to the people again, love them, forgive them and to move forward. This is what the power of the resurrection has in our everyday lives. It's exciting. We don't have to settle to live this way, to live in anger like I was, to live in fear or hostility with God. 
I wonder what could be getting in the way of your relationship with God. Maybe this anger story has has um, resonated with you. Maybe there's something else. There's shame perhaps or um, not feeling good enough. Why don't we take some time just to pray and ask God to sieve our hearts and to show us. Living in the power of Jesus' resurrection every day is not something that we have to work hard for. I just want to talk a little bit about weariness. Um, through conversations I've had, through my own experiences during this lockdown period, I have come to see that many people are feeling extremely weary. Now, what I don't want to happen is that you hear this message that I'm bringing and you kind of start to feel that you have to drum up this kind of um, effort and muster effort to make this power happen in your own life. That is, that is not what happens with God's power. It is not something that we can muster up ourselves. The power of the resurrection is wholly God's and he gives it to us as a gift because we are his children. Maybe you need to hear today that you are a child of God, that your heavenly father wants to give you these gifts because he absolutely loves you. It's not something you have to muster up in your own strength. That is a lie that we can so often come under. I've not gone to God with things because I felt too overwhelmed to start to try and work it through with him and to try and get hold of this power. We do have to do something though, um, not work hard for it. We have to make a choice to be vulnerable with God. And this requires courage. When we're at our weakest, God is strongest and he uses our weakness and makes life come from it. When we are vulnerable with God, he is so faithful to meet with us and to bring about change. What he's interested in is our hearts and that we come to him with repentance and with sincere hearts that are hungry for him because we believe this resurrection freedom is a promise. We need to learn to surrender more and more to God and not wait and fester in this stuff of life but come to him with sincere hearts and ask him to come in and help us and show us what he wants to say to us in the midst of it whatever god says is good and whatever god says and does is life-giving so as we come to the end of this talk i wonder how you're doing 
How are you doing living lives free from things that bind you, that steal your joy, cause inner turmoil and never ever satisfy you? Do you want to come to the river and drink the living water? That's what God offers us. He offers us a river of living water that we can drink from that satisfies every need that we have. Jesus has brought us freedom if we take these things of sin off and choose love instead. And why does he do this? Because Jesus went to the cross for the joy set before him. How could anyone go to death with, with a joy in them? But Jesus does this because he knows that his death will bring so much, so much life, so much peace and joy for us today. Thank you, thank you Jesus, that you did that for us. And God desires us as well to live in lives of freedom. He wants that for you and I as his children. He doesn't want us to live second-rate lives full of weariness, but he wants us to live lives that are alive in Christ. Let's pray to finish. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross and that he raised to life again. Thank you that we have a future hope, but we also have a very present, very real hope in today and in every day of our lives that we can live in freedom because Jesus has brought us for us. Will you help us to let the peace of Christ dwell in our hearts? Would you put our eyes on heavenly things, not worldly things? Help us to see your perspective. Help us to hear what you have to say about the things in our lives. And help us to choose you above them all. Amen. Thank you so much, Hannah. That's such a a helpful reminder and challenge and encouragement of uh, the reality that the risen presence of Jesus lives in us and that makes a difference to the way our lives work. So thank you so much for reminding us of that and uh, preaching God's word so powerfully. Father, we thank you that Jesus is our living hope, that hope is a person and that person is Jesus. And Father, I thank you for the fact that his presence lives with us. And I pray that as we continue for the rest of today to do uh, whatever it is we do Lord God I pray that we would continue in a place of worship we continue in a place of knowing your presence with us and that we would increasingly know and experience the resurrection power of Jesus in our lives the Holy Spirit that has been given to us and I pray that you would fill us with your spirit and help us to know your presence as we go throughout the rest of today we thank you for Jesus we thank you for your love and for your spirit amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's been wonderful to be able to worship together, uh, to be able to do this together. And uh, if you do want to get in touch with us and you or you want to encourage one of your friends to get in touch with us who'd like to find out more, then you're going to be able to fill in uh, your contact details and we will be able to get in touch uh, with you. And we would love to hear from you. And obviously you can also rewatch this service on our YouTube channel um, once it's been put up. So you'll be able to relive the whole service again or catch up on anything that you missed. But uh, that's it. That's the the meeting officially is over. May God bless you. May you know his fellowship and the power of the spirit at work in your lives over this week.
See you soon.